Hey kids, you like violence? It's time for that drummer guy. That drummer guy. That drummer guy. That drummer guy? That drummer guy. Two hours of the best in heavy music today. He's like, I have a radio show. Go listen. I'm like, okay. This guy loves and breathes heavy metal. The list of names he interviews is insane, and each one seems to be better than the last. He makes me call him that drummer guy in the bedroom, too. Right here, right now. Right here with that drummer guy. It's metal, metal, metal. Up your ass. That's one more thing to regret later. Cheers. Hey everybody, this is That Drummer Guy, and I'm here to present you two hours of the best in heavy music today. This week I have a powerhouse show featuring three brand new interviews from the likes of Testament, Never Wake, and Ad Infinitum, and along with that, brand new music from all those bands. And if there's enough time, I might play a track or two of some brand new 2020 music that you may not have heard yet. Let's kick right into it with Testament, to be able to promote the brand new album, Titans of Creation, which just came out this past Friday through Nuclear Blast. In this interview, I talked to the mighty Chuck Billy of Testament about this album, what to look forward to in the future, the changing of set lists and being able to play more of a variety in shows, producing yourself in the studio, and so much more. But before we get into the interview, I'll be playing the song Children of the Next Level off the 2020 album Titans of Creation, followed by my interview with Chuck Billy of Testament, followed by the band's first single off the 2020 album Titans of Creation, Night of the Witch. Finished with education, so primitive 
Hello? Hi, how's it going? Yeah, how you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, thank you very much for taking time to do this interview. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Oh, not a problem. And uh, it's a complete honor to be able to talk to you. Uh, this is an interview I've wanted to do ever since I started uh, doing interviews. And I'm so thankful to be able to talk to you and talk about this amazing album that's just coming out in a couple days. Right on. Thank you. Oh, no problem. And, of course, uh, that album is Titans of Creation, coming out in, on Friday through Nuclear Blast. I've gotten the chance to be able to check this album out over the course of the last month or so, and I just love where the band is at right now. It just This album feels like it's a culmination of all my favorite parts of Testament. I mean, whether it's thrashy, whether it's a brutal, whether it's melodic, I mean, there's so many different parts that's going on here that just fits together so very well. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, it's um, it's definitely a record that, you know, we thought at the beginning was taking attraction like the Brotherhood record, but once all the records uh, started coming in, it really did take a, a different direction in its own life, and a lot of the songs really did start taking on their own identities. So it made it for kind of, you know, make it more of a dynamic record. Yeah, and I'm always a fan of those kind of records, too. I mean, sometimes you need those uh, straight-ahead, thrashy albums, but I do love the diversity because it, it shows all the different sides of a band on one record, and you definitely hear that here. I mean, even even though, I mean, it is very much a metal record, I love every, all the dynamics that are going on. Oh, thank you. Oh, of course. So, with it in mind, I mean, how did the songwriting process begin for this album? Well, um, well, we meant to start working on it much sooner and to put out the record within a couple of years of the Brotherhood record. Um, but, of course, we got asked to do the Slayer Farewell Tour, so that kind of, you know, when they ask, you got to do that. <laughs> so, um, once we finished that tour, I think we were kind of fired up and ready to go and get started on writing. And um, knew that going into it, we wanted to make a thrashier record. We wanted a little more thrashier than Brotherhood. Um, that's all we kind of discussed, and um, the first song was Children of the Next Level, we wrote musically, lyrically, and, you know, that song really could have been like that, it really had that same formula and feeling and lyric content, um, but then all the songs started kind of taking on their own life and their own identities as they started coming in, um, so, the, you know, the process was definitely a lot better process, a lot smoother. Um, the songs were there, you know, easier to put them together than the last one. So it was definitely a, an easier process this time around. Oh, and I'm so glad to hear that too. I mean, uh, I know sometimes when the, the songwriting process and the recording process are sometimes struggles, that can also lead to a great record, but so can everything go as smooth as possible when it comes to songwriting and recording. I mean, when that goes as smooth as possible, you're able to iron out all the problems and make the songs the way you really want them to be. Yeah, but I think on this record, we, we didn't do a demo. We kind of had a bunch of riffs, a bunch of lyrics, a bunch of parts. Um, didn't hear any of the songs written with bass at all until we started recording the record. So a lot of the stuff really came to life and got created, and a lot of vocal melodies found in the studio while we were tracking, which I think made, made it better because... We really went off our gut instinct, especially vocally. Just I kind of stuck with what I came up with patterns the first on the first instinct. And I think it just made, you know, the record feel like we're not second guessing what we're doing or second guessing the patterns or some things. So we really kind of like just put our backs against the wall and got in the studio and just had to get it done. 
And I think sometimes, and I know on Brotherhood we did that, it got us to be a little more creative. And I think on this record, the same thing happened. It just made us get a little more creative when the studio, while we were putting things together and making it all work. Oh, I really love that idea. I mean, that spontaneity in the studio and just being able to go with that gut instinct. And I mean, when you talk about that, uh, how much, how many songs would you say were like that? Was it like all of them like that or just some particular songs? Um, I'd say five to six songs vocally i would have the music and just a bunch of riffs the songs weren't really laid out all the way and i just kind of said let's push play and let me just mumble my way through there and, and just see what happens and songs like world war three um dream deceiver um the healers um so a couple other songs that were ones where i just went in there and started mumbling my way and found you know, either a word like Dream Deceiver in that part and built it off of that or Nuclear Warhead on World War Three. I came up with that part, mumbling it out and built it around that. And so it was just kind of, you know, like spontaneous. Just let it roll and see what see what inspires you and what comes out. And and we decided to stick with the first gut instinct, you know, that felt right. Oh, and again, I mean, that's just so cool to be able to hear that that worked out for songs like that. Because, uh, j- you know, sometimes it that is the right way to go about it. And some of those songs, like you just mentioned, that did have that uh, spontaneity in the studio like that. I mean, they sound like they were songs that were like fully fledged made before it was the recording process. So it's awesome to see how you were able to do that in the studio. Yeah, I mean, we took a chance. I mean, we could have really screwed it up and went in there unprepared and not been able to put it together. (laughs) You know, so fortunate for us, we made it work. Um, And we just don't know how we'll approach the next one. We We just kind of, you know, approach them as they come and happen and where we're at. So we're fortunate to have a really solid lineup, really going down right now. Everybody did a killer job on their tracks for this record. Like I said, I was all of the songs and riffs and stuff I came up with was written before the bass. I never even heard the bass till the song, the record was recorded. So that's when all of a sudden it took another dimension for me. I was like, wow, that bass and vocals and drums are part like songs like uh, Ishtar's Gate, you know, um, where there's the featured bass part at the beginnings. I never heard that until we got in the studio, you know. So things just kind of, real, it was fun in a sense. But it was, we are fortunate that we have a lot of stuff that really worked together. Yeah, and that also goes with, like you were talking about, having such a strong lineup and having everyone a part of the band being so uh, well-crafted in what they can do. So when you are able to uh, have the bass come in later and you're hearing that for the first time, you know Steve is going to be able to come up with some amazing parts that are going to fit oh, yeah. the song so well. Oh, yeah. And then when I heard it, and the bass tone and everything was just like, wow, just monstrous. Oh, very much so. So, you know, with with that in mind, I mean, obviously, with uh, you being able to be in the studio recording and also on the production side, I mean, what is what is that like for you to be on both sides of the recording studio like that? Um, well, I mean, I know musically Eric's mostly on the production end of that. You know, he's really into the drum beats and the timing and playing of the guitar. Um, most of the vocals, I'm on the production side of that part of it. I really want to, you know, I usually want to stick to what I come up with, you know. Uh, I don't think any, I, Alex came up with a song, Symptoms, on this one. So I worked with what he 
he gave me on that on that song. But most of the time, if I'm writing the song, I I stick with what I'm doing. You know. Oh yeah, and that totally makes sense. And uh, obviously, with the the final outcome of it, I mean, it just it sounds so great with the vocal production that you do with that. When when you are doing that, like, uh, how long did it take for you to uh, start getting comfortable with that vocal production and being able to get that sound that you're looking for in the studio? Um, it's, it's difficult, especially when you don't do demos and you, you record it for the first time and sometimes you'll live with it. And there's, I think a song, maybe two songs I went and re-sang just because, you know, first time I sang it and I listen back and I'm like, it sounds like I'm, I'm maybe not comfortable. It sounds like I'm singing it for the first time. Um, and then I'll go back and, and redo something like that, you know, and, and until it's correct. Um, but just little tweaks like that, you know, those are the little production tweaks because the melodies there, the patterns there, the words are there. It's just that I've never sang it before and this sounds like it's the first time I sang it. You know, you know that you can perform it better, give it a better performance than what you just did. And I can hear that and I'll hear and go, okay, let me try that again. And then I'll focus on one line and nail it and then just move on and, you know, so in that sense, that's how it works. Oh, that's that's just awesome. And, you know, I'm glad to see that you are able to adapt to that situation. You know, like uh, some, I mean, when you're not going in with some demos, I mean, you know, just uh, being able to go on the fly and being able to work on both sides of that in the studio. And, you know, just again, with the final product that's uh, here with the Titans of Creation, I mean, I really love the vocal production and the fact that it does sound like it's been worked on for so very long. But, you know, again, some spontaneity in the studio and just being able to go with that gut instinct again that shows just like the the quality of what you and the rest of the band are capable of yeah and it's it's actually makes it interesting and fun as far as writing records because we i don't know what the next record holds in store i don't know where it's going to start you know or end up but i do know it'll be a testament record and sometimes i look forward to maybe i get to try something new again and different you know that's the fun part of being a musician and being creative you know, is when you get out of the comfort zone and, and try new things and and find new ways to do things that makes it keeps it interesting. Oh, totally. So, with that in mind, I mean, obviously, with uh, releasing singles and having people uh, be able to check out songs from the album, I mean, what was it like to decide what were going to be the singles from this album? Uh, it's always very tough. I mean, you know. Things even changed. I think Children of the Next Level probably should have been the first one. And we kept thinking of all these other songs and let people decide. And then, you know, after we decided, we after we put out Night of the Witch, we're like, man, Children of the Next Level, you know, what are we doing? That's got to be the single. So we changed the second single to Children. But it, it does get difficult, you know. But, you know, I, I think, like, as far as Children of the Next Level, maybe we overlooked it because we wrote it first. It had been done the longest, and we lived with it the longest. So, but when we sat back, we're like, "But you know what? That one still is the strongest." <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny how that works too. I mean, when especially when you're creating your own art and you sit with something for so long, sometimes you forget about how special that art is until the fans start to see it and hear it for the first time, and you remember what made that song so good in the first place. 
Right, yeah. Yeah, and that is such a strong opening track. And yeah, I mean, I love the fact that it was released as a single, but I, you know, from uh, my personal taste, I still love that Night of the Witch was released as a single too, because I think to me, it just, it shows that dynamics that's going on just in the singles alone with the album. I mean, the fact that that has almost more of a black metal feel to it compared to what Children of the Next Level is, and, you know, just showing that dynamics. I love that. Yeah, it was a tough choice, but I thought Night of the Witch definitely showed a different, like you said, dynamic, yeah, especially Eric singing the chorus on the song. It just had a whole different feel of Testament, so I think that was a good choice to do that. Um, Children of the Next Level, I think this week we're going to see the video finally. We, we decided to do an animated video for that song. I thought the topic uh, we wrote about Heaven's Gate would make a great storyline as far as an animated video. So that that's going to be fun when it comes out this week. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to checking that out too, because just like you said, with the, the lyrical... Uh, topic that's going on with it with Heaven's Gate I mean there's so much that you could cover in a video and the fact that it is an animated form and you're able to go about it that way I'm so intrigued to check it out yeah it's fun when you see when you see yourself as an animated character it's, it's kind of fun <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah I mean when when you do like the, the standard videos for so long and you're able to see yourself that way you're able to see yourself from live pictures and stuff like that when you you get to see yourself in animated form in a different kind of animation I mean that's really cool to be able to see that yeah it's fun we, we have a lot of fun with it oh totally and, you know, and speaking of uh, art and animation, and although uh, a different kind of artwork, I mean, I love what's going on with the actual album artwork for this album. I mean, it just has that classic Testament feel to it, but it's updated just enough for 2020. I really like the way that came out. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we didn't know. We, we, you never know until it's complete. You know, we've seen that thing from a sketch, pencil sketch, where, you know, you don't really see the vision. Um and, and we didn't have him create that based on a title either yet. We didn't have a title for the record until shoot about a week before we had to deliver all the artwork and everything. Um, so, and, you know, when the record was finished and the art was done, we we're looking at it, trying to figure out, you know, what what, what is this record going to be called? What do these songs mean? What is it? Um, but based on looking at the art, we knew that they were pouring a, a, a vast of, um, DNA creating mankind, basically. So we knew that there was some sort of creation going on. But we couldn't figure out, you know, what are, what are these guys here? Are they gods? Are they demons? Are they aliens? Are they humans? And what are they doing? Are they forging life? Are they wielding hammers? We couldn't figure out what, what, what is it? What is it? And so we before delivering it, Eric came up with the word titans of creation. And we're like, okay, yeah, those actually, those, those could be Titans. That, that, that makes sense. And it kind of fits the theme of how we, the process of putting these songs together, you know, the creation process of it. And so that's kind of where it fell into place. No, and again, I I love that. I mean, I love that approach that was going into it. And you know, sometimes uh, you don't need a title uh, all the way from the beginning. I mean, sometimes it can come up so soon to re uh, sending in everything that you need to to get the artwork made. And you know, a Titans of Creation, especially when you look at the artwork, just really does uh, fit the overall mood of the album. It fits the artwork so well. And that's that's another thing that I do love about Testament so much is the artwork is such a great display of what that album is 
about. I mean, especially with the the last few albums. I mean, every time that you look at one of those album covers, you know what you're getting into with each album. Right. Yeah, that's true. Oh. Oh, totally. So when you finally got to uh, check out the final product and everything, and knowing how it came out and everything, I mean, how do you how do you feel about like the the final result of what came out with the album? Uh, we're very happy. I mean, we're we're pretty pleased with Andy Sneap. I think he did a great job on his mix. Um, you're always trying to make your record sound better than the last record and top it. And we put a lot of trust in Andy. You know, we've worked with him long enough. I think he knows what we like and what we're looking for. And but I think the timing we waited on this record for him to be available. He was out touring with Judas Priest and. You know, once he had some time off, it was right in our window. So right away, we just, you know, I think maybe him having a couple of years of off, maybe he was ready to get in the studio and get back to making a record. And I think he did a great job mixing this record, probably some of his best work. Yeah, I gotta agree with that too. I mean, I, the when it comes to like uh, the mixing that that comes with it, I love the fact that everything is coming out so clear and so audible. And every time that you're looking for something in particular, be it a riff, be it a fill, uh, uh, be it a vocal line, whatever. I mean, you can hear it so distinctly, and that's a sign yeah. of a great record. Yeah, he just he really just did a great job separating everything, but making them sound big. You know, which you know. When you're trying to make everything big, there's not a lot of space. <laughs> so that he, he accomplished it. Oh, totally. And yeah, I mean, there's only so much room that you can do that when it comes to uh, mixing. And uh, yeah, just like you said, I mean, the fact that he was on the road for so long with Priest and being able to uh, come back and do this record like that. I mean, I, I just love the fact that he was able to make the time to make that happen because if you got someone other than Andy to be able to mix it, I think it would have had a completely different feel to it. It would, you know, and we always talk about maybe we'll get somebody else to mix it and try it, but then when it comes down to it, we're like, but why? And we know Andy, what he's going to do, and he's just going to make it better than the last record, <laughs> you know? Oh, exactly. And yeah, that's that's another reason why I do appreciate that mix and mastering so much that's uh, going on on the production side, because it when the songs sound that good uh, production-wise, it gets you so excited to be able to hear these songs in the live setting. And I know once uh, everything gets back to the way that it's supposed to be, these songs are just going to sound so killer live. Oh, yeah. The, this record, I, I know the, it's going to have a good live feeling. Children of the Next Level, we added to the set that we just did in Europe um, on March 6th. We started put playing it once the single was released. And just the rehearsal, just to getting ready to play it live, it came together so quick. And when songs come together quick like that and sound better live and just have a better feeling, you know it's a good one you know, at that point. Uh, so wh when you did add that, I mean, what was the crowd reception when you started playing that live? Oh, it was immediately just the bang in their head. I mean, it just has such a good, strong groove. Right away, they grabbed the crowd right away. Um, and we played it. It was just released that day on the 6th, and we played it that night. So it was kind of cool to see the crowd actually knew it, you know, that night. Um, so that was, that was a good sign as well. Oh, 
and I'm so glad to hear that too because I mean uh, obviously with not getting the chance to be able to hear that song live yet I just imagine that that live reception and being able to hear that in that live setting you know, just the the crowd going wild for that and actually knowing the song too I mean that's another great sign of like technology being able to hear the song when it gets released and being able to listen to it so much before going to the show and being able to appreciate it that much more live yeah it was really good and it just it, it, it was just like I said, we are feeling it too. I mean, we were playing it with such a good feeling, and we were playing it really tight, very confident. So the crowd, you know, they they felt it as well. Oh, yeah, that's incredible. And yeah, and I mean, when everything gets back in the touring and everything, uh, uh, being able to see what songs are going to be adding to the set, uh, you know, from previous records off this record, I mean, it just, I, there's so many different directions that it can go in. I can't wait to see what happens with that. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough to put a set together, but, you know, it's it's only going to force us to have to play longer shows <laughs> to be able to play more songs. <laughs> you know, and speaking of that, I mean, what is that like for you I mean, with every album cycle? I mean, obviously you get to uh, throw in new material, but um, when you are setting up for a tour, I mean, what is that like for you to be able to decide what songs are going to be thrown in from the past? Uh, well, the old classics, those are pretty easy, because as long as we play for so long, we'll pick out a handful. Um, but like on the Bay Strikes Back tour we just did in Europe, we put all the old songs aside, really, and tried to go deep cuts. And it was very fun to do, because there's some songs that, some songs just work live and some songs don't. You, you want to play them live, but when you start rehearsing them, they just don't sound right. Um, for this tour, we were playing some deep tracks that would just made it fun. And then at the end of the show, we put like five or six old tunes together. And it was really cool just because it was a good show, deep cuts. And at the end, we hit them with five classics. And they just went nuts right about starting with Into the Pit. And it, it was just, it's, it was made for a really good show. Oh, that's that's so cool. And yeah, I remember looking at that set when, when that started happening. And yeah, I mean, when you put in Into the Pit right there, after doing all these uh, uh, lesser played live and B-side songs, I mean, that's just like the perfect time to be able to unleash those classic songs and just see those pits getting wild. Yeah, it was, it was and every night it was the same thing, so... We knew it was the right song selections. That the, the crowd responded to it everywhere we went. So it, it was it was a very fun, successful tour for us. So, do you see you uh, doing that more often? Being able to throw in more of those B sides that don't get to be played as much. We want to do it because you know it's fun to do, and you know the easy, lazy way is just to play what you know, and we've done that long enough. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And, you know, uh, being able to uh, see you guys as much as I have, I mean, I do love it when you throw in uh, those uh, B-sides and the songs that don't get played as much live. But, you know, I still love the classics as well, too. And, and you know, just uh, the fact that you're able to meld those together and especially now being able to uh, do more of the B-sides. I mean, I love the fact that, uh, you know, even in this stage, you're able to still switch up those sets and make every Testament tour worth seeing. Yeah, I mean, it's fun and it's challenging, but I think, you know, for a, a, you know, a true Testament fan that knows a lot of the material, it makes it tough to put a show together, you know, because it's hard to please everybody, you know? 
Oh, yeah. And especially when there's so many different sides to what's going on, too. And, you know, I can imagine with uh, the guitar tuning and stuff like that. I mean, you want to be able to have as much stage time as possible, too, and be able to play as many songs as you possibly can. Right. Yeah. No, oh, totally. But, you know, again, you know, just like looking at that set from uh, you did over in Europe, I love the fact that you did that. And again, you know, uh, once everything comes back here in North America and uh, the rest of the touring that'll happen for uh, this album cycle, I'm so excited to see what's going to be coming of that, uh, hearing the songs that are going to be coming off there and just the future and testament in general, because I and this is where you guys are at in 2020. I can't wait to see what's next. Yeah, we're, we're waiting. We're excited for things to get back to be normal and get back there and play. You know, just things to get normal people to start having some fun again, you know? Oh, exactly. We really need that. And, you know, you know, uh, with the obviously the positives and so many negatives of what's going on in the world right now, I do love the fact that this album is coming out in a couple days because uh, the world needs something like this, especially the metal world, needs a great album to be able to sit down and enjoy during these times. And I think Titans of Creation is that album that really fits that need right now. Awesome. Yeah, we're looking forward. We... We were asked, you know, if we thought we should delay the record and postpone it, and we decided, no, it's a good time. People are home. Give them something new, you know. So, yeah, let's just stick with the plan. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I think with that, I think that's an amazing note to end on. And, uh, again, uh, thank you very much for taking this time to be able to talk to me about everything that's going on in your world right now. And, of course, uh, the brand-new album from Testament, Titans of Creation, coming out this Friday through Nuclear Blast. I love this album. It's easily going to be one of my favorite albums uh, come the end of the year and I just uh, loved being able to talk about everything that's going on and everything to look forward to in the future thank you so very much yeah thank you for having me oh not a problem uh, before we wrap things up is there anything else you'd like to mention that I hadn't brought up yet I think you got everything you know we got the video coming out and hopefully you got some touring plans ahead of us and you know hopefully see everybody out there on the road get back into normal
show, you just got done here in Testament, Night of the Witch, off the 2020 album Titans of Creation, which is available now through Nick Blast Records. And before that was my interview with the legendary Chuck Billy of Testament. And before that, starting off the show this week was Testament with Children of the Next Level, off the 2020 album Titans of Creation. And up now, we're going to be going in a bit of a different direction here with the band Ad Infinitum to talk about the brand new album Chapter One, Monarchy, which is available now through Napalm Records. In this interview, I talked to Melissa Bonney of Anifinitum to talk about everything you need to know about this band, how it all t- came together, what it's like working in this band, and also in the band Rage of Light, upcoming plans, and so much more. But before we get into the interview, I'll be playing the song Marching on Versailles off the 2020 album Chapter One, Monarchy, followed by my interview with Melissa Bonney of Anifinitum. And following that will be the song I Am the Storm from Anifinitum off the 2020 album Chapter One, Monarchy.
Hi, how's it going? Good, good. How about you? I'm doing great. Uh, thank you very much for taking time to do this interview. Pleasure. Oh, awesome. Well, it's uh, great to be able to talk to you uh, now. Uh, obviously, some uh, different circumstances have uh, arose over uh, the last week to be able to change things, sadly, for uh, uh, the band and music in general. But it was gr- it's great to be able to talk to you now about uh, uh, the new album from Ed Infinium, uh, Chapter One, Monarchy, which is still coming out uh, the 3rd of April through Napalm Records. Yes, yeah. It's it's a very strange time for music right now, but uh, I'm very thankful that we live uh, in the age of uh, social media and streaming platforms, and uh, and yeah, that we can still play music for people somehow. Oh, absolutely! And w- what great music it is too. I mean, I really love seeing what's going on uh, with this album too, and I can't wait to, for everyone else to be able to hear it as well too, because I just love the way that all of this is going on. I mean, just like, uh, yeah. I mean, just uh, even though sadly uh, that with the tour being uh, not being able to take place, I'm still glad people are able to uh, check out the social media platforms and be able to check out this album when it comes out in a few weeks. Yeah, me too. You know, it was kind of a heartbreaking news when you got to know that the tour was cancelled because obviously it was a big part of our promotion um, for this album. Um, but, you know, it's part of the game and you have to find a plan B and uh, we will uh, continue to share our music. And, 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 you know, we have a third video coming out very soon and, and uh, we're, trying, we're trying to find new tour dates. And the, the tour has actually, actually, I got the news a few uh, hours ago that, uh, that all the tour dates have already been rescheduled for for another time that I cannot mention yet <laughs> but yeah it, it will be announced very soon so I'm, I'm happy that people are working hard on on finding a solution to this um um, situation. Oh, that's so great to hear that. I mean, uh, obviously with uh, so much that's going on in the world right now, I mean, some uh, tours had to be cancelled indefinitely, but I'm glad to see that uh, there are going to be some uh, dates that will be rescheduled. Yeah, you know, for some musicians, it's a disaster because you know, I think, and I think not a lot of people realize uh, how it is and assume that yeah, there's record label to help, and then, no, it's. I mean, it's it's a huge loss, especially for the bands, for example, who were touring um, the, the European bands touring right now in the U.S. who had to cancel an entire tour, who, for example, had to pay for visa, flights, merchandising, and tour bus, and 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 the crew, etc., etc. It's a huge loss, and very often you expect to recoup some of this money that you invested uh, with the fees of the of the shows and with the merchandising and with, I don't know, meet and greet or whatever, you know, whatever you do on tour to 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 have a, an income. And and when you invest that money um, up front and then you don't have the possibility to, to make these shows happen, it's a catastrophe. And I feel very sorry for all the bands uh, to whom it happened. Oh, very much so. I'm, yeah, just it's such a weird time right now to uh, be a part of uh, arts in general, let alone in music and just seeing everything that's going on in the world around us. But I gotta imagine, you know, when all of this does eventually uh, uh, dies down and we're able to live lives normally again, I gotta imagine there's got to be some inspiration that can be taken from all this creatively. 
we'll definitely definitely learn from it because I think no one was ready for this. And you know, at first we thought, yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna last a few days. The, you know, the, the 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 general panic, and it's gonna go down again because it's. At first, you know, there was this. It's just a flu. It's just a flu. But then you realize that all the countries are closing their borders, and and that's the restaurants are are being closed, and the, the public places are being closed, and and when when you realize how big this is, you're like. Oh, we're not prepared, and I think when when life is gonna um, become normal again, we will um, be more cautious about everything we do. But the thing is, we don't know when this will happen. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, and yeah, I mean, there's no like specific day or time or anything like that for when it will eventually die down. So you know, again, it just it just has this weird, creepy feeling behind it. It's where you know, it's just like a, we never know what's going to happen next. We don't know when we're going to be okay again. You know, it's just like we're, we're there's so many questions that are left unanswered, yeah. and we're just uh, sitting here waiting. Yeah, I know you. You know, when I was uh, I was thinking about yeah. Uh, the borders are being closed for one month and then it's good again but you don't know about this and you don't even know if the summer festivals will take place and this is this is pretty terrible i would say oh very much so but at least in the meantime you know with with uh, the tour thankfully being able to be rescheduled that is going to give people more of a chance to be able to check out this album because it definitely deserves to be uh, checked out and enjoyed and i enjoy it very much so Thank I, you. I oh very much so and thank yeah, you so much oh no problem and you know al- along with that i mean i just i i love the mixture of everything that's going on in the band i mean with uh, your vocals and the rest of the band i mean it just feels like it's perfectly blended together and i just imagine in that live setting people are just really gonna enjoy what you bring to the table i hope they will <laughs> um you know it's a. Uh we're so much looking forward to bringing this live. I mean, it's great to release an album, but um, yeah, when you when you finally get to play it in front of people, this is how you really see the reactions live, how people are enjoying your music. And like you said, this I think yeah, people are people will have more time to listen to it and to get to know it. And when we will finally be able to play live, then you know it will be like ah, finally it happens. And I hope for us but I, I hope also for people who perhaps are looking forward to seeing us live oh definitely so for those that may not be uh, familiar with everything that's been going on like how did the band eventually come to be and what was it like to start working on this album once everything came together it was great it was really interesting and you know this this whole process that's been um, uh, that, that we had for this first album will never come back again because it was so particular um it started a long time ago when I, when I I felt the need of creating something uh, from A to Z. You know, the, the bands I've been writing songs with, it was always um, like either working together in the rehearsal room and then finding some riffs, finding some melodies, and then creating a song around it. Or, um, f- like for example, in Ridge of Lights, uh, John is the main composer and he would compose um, all the melodies, um, all the instrumental melodies. And, and then after he after this work is done, 
I, I have some some freedom to to create some vocals and lyrics. But you know, it's never the same when you when when some part of the when the biggest part of the song is already done. You don't have the same freedom freedom. And I, I felt the need of really creating something from the beginning and being part of the whole creating process from the beginning and through all the steps. And uh, this is how I. I decided to create Ad Infinitum and first it was supposed to be just a solo project that I would record and, and, and put out. And um, and in the end, um, I, I got to work with Oliver Phillips, who is a brilliant producer, and um, to really find the sound of Ad Infinitum. Uh, I, I, the way we work together is that I created some demos and then I sent them to him and uh, he would rewrite the, the instruments um, the way they should be written. You know, I'm not a guitar player, I'm not a drummer, so the way I write drums um, would make the ears of a drummer bleed. But, <laughs> you know, um, it's, it still gives you an idea of where I want to go. But still, he worked on each instrumental part and created beautiful orchestrations. And so we created first um, these two songs uh, to to contact record labels and to to start a crowdfunding campaign, and then and then afterwards the guys joined the band and they were involved in the in the in the writing process process, and it was really interesting because everyone had some interesting ideas. For sure, some of the work was already done because, I, like I said, I started alone. But but for example, when you take the the, the song um, "Marching on Versailles," it was originally an idea of Nick, our drummer, who had. Uh, this brilliant idea of instrumental and then he sent it to me and then I wrote some vocals and uh, Tell Me Why was a song that started from an idea of Jonas and uh, then he sent it to the guys and then Nick wrote the drums and then Adrian wrote the guitars and I wrote the, the vocals so it was kind of a let's get to know how we work together process and this is this was really interesting Oh, and you know it's it's so great to see the the way that it did turn out as well too. I mean, I'm glad it was able to go from uh, a, a solo album type idea to uh, actually becoming a full fledged band and being able to see this side of you because it's it's awesome to see like a, a full album in this direction. Well, the thing is, I really enjoy the um, the dynamic of a real band. And I, at some point, I, I came to this point where I was like, okay, if I want to play live, I, I need to hire musicians, but I don't like this idea, you know, to be um, um, the Melissa and her musicians. I didn't like this. I wanted people to be part of it and to have their opinion to give and to bring something to it. You know, it's a completely different dynamic. And, you know, when you're alone and you were, I, I'm, I'm not, I don't have... 20 years of experience so I make mistakes and I like to have also the opinion of other people and, and to discuss some things and to discuss the best decision for this or this or that and the whole dynamic is different because everyone is involved and everyone is invested and invests his heart into it and and it, it's 10 times better I think and I, I, I really loved that he, it involved this way. Yeah. Evolved, evolved. Sorry. No. Oh, uh, no problem. And yeah, I was just going to say, I absolutely agree with that as well, too. I mean, obviously, there can be uh, solo projects and uh, solo bands that uh, can turn out with a, a different uh, dynamic as well, too. But I, I love this approach to it, too, because it has more of that organic feeling. I mean, you get the idea of uh, where the band is right now and just uh, this amazing sound that's going on but you can also just get that sense in the future that there's so much more room now for the band to be able to grow that it is a full band 
Yeah, and and uh, and uh, you also feel it when it's one person writing everything, or when, for example, um, um, okay, I have to think about a song now. Tell me why. When you listen to the guitar solo, for example, there's two guitar solos, so Lee, if you want to be pro uh, correct, <laughs> um, you can feel that it's been it's not been written by me uh, because I'm I'm a singer and I'm not a guitar player. I play a little bit of acoustic guitar um, next to the, the the fire and the, the marshmallows, but I'm not a guitar player. Um, and you can feel it when it's a real guitar player writing a solo, writing a riff. You can feel it when it's a real drummer. Playing playing you know playing the drums playing a riff so i think it gives this like you said organic feel a feel and um something more real you know oh very much so and i i love it when it does turn into a full band for all of those reasons because it it does feel like a, a real band and that that's what i appreciate so much ab about the band because when it's done in this style and i hear it in a band it just has a completely different taste than a, a lot of bands that might be just uh, written under one person and that's what I was mm -hmm. really glad to see happen here. Yeah, and also the guys have good ideas, so why not using them, you know? I don't want to be a, um, a um, dicta dictator. <laughs> you know, if the drummer, even if the drummer has a, a nice idea for vocals, if it's a good one, it serves the band, so why not? Oh, very much so. And yeah, and like I said before, I mean, that also leaves the band to be able to be able to grow more because I really love the sound that's going on here. And this is just the first album. I mean, everything that could happen with the second, third, fourth album <laughs> down the road. I mean, there's so many different directions that it could go into, but it can still have that sound of ad infinitum. Yeah, and also, also, um, I have to give credits to Jacob Hansen who uh, mixed and mastered the album because he created a perfect sound, in my opinion. Uh, he he's able to uh, mix the, the the instruments in a way that you will hear everything. There's nothing that gets hidden by something else. You can really hear all the instruments, and you have the power of metal first. And then you have this nice envelope of orchestrations, which is the, the cherry on the cake. It's not like everything goes together in your face. It's like you ha you can appreciate um, every touch of it. But um, the most important thing that we wanted and that we have thanks to him is that when you listen to it, you have first, you know, it takes you, it takes your stomach because you have the power of the drums, you have the the, the, the guitar on the front. And this is exactly what you will have on stage because we don't have a keyboard player, so it's important that the metal elements are what you hear first and that the orchestrations are, let's say, I would not say secondary, but but on another on another um, um, level or on the plan or the yeah i don't i don't find the word in english i'm sorry but that's you you get first the power of metal oh very much so and again it's just it's it's great to be able to see that too and you know i can't wait to see what's going to be happening with that uh in the future too i mean you know like i mentioned before you know the fact that the uh, the tour dates have been rescheduled and not completely canceled so you're not completely starting over from scratch trying to uh, book touring for later in the year or mm -hmm. whatever what happens so you know and with that tour i mean it's awesome 
to see that the very diverse lineup that is a part of that. I mean, when mm-hmm. when you have like Serenity, when you have Dynasty, and then uh, having you open the show, I mean, that's just so cool. Well, thank you. I know. Um, I have to say, on this tour, I mean, I was I was first sad that we couldn't play, but I was also sad not being able to attend the shows of the others, especially Dynasty, because they're coming back with a kick-ass new album i've been able to listen to it and man this is so good i i already i already said i'm gonna be fangirling in the in the audience <laughs> they are these guys are, are very good and uh, like you said it's, it's a very good lineup so um if i was not taking part of it i would definitely visit a show <laughs> <laughs> oh so cool and, you know, w- with your talents and everything, you know, it's like a, I first uh, discovered what you could do last year and um, coming up now on just about a year with uh, Rage of Light with Imploder, which was <laughs> easily one of my favorite albums of last year. What's it like oh, to wow. be able to... Thank you. Oh, not a problem. I was going to say, uh, what, what's it like to be able to uh, have something like Rage of Light be able to come out last year and now being able to have your own solo work, you know, just a few days after... Uh, the first year of that coming out well it's very different work and it's interesting in in both bands because like i said with bridge of light it's more like um it's let's say john's baby it's he's um he's creation he's sound and and it's very interesting to work with him because it's, he's a very hard working person and uh and he's also creating the videos that we released, and uh, he's yeah, he, there's nothing he cannot do. <laughs> so very interesting. Uh, on the other hand, it's uh, for me even more interesting to be able to um, create everything from the beginning because um, you know you can really uh, get to um, know and understand how everything works, the music business, the the booking, the promotion, and to do everything you can to make it work. And then if it doesn't work, then at least you could have, you could say, okay, I did everything. But if it works, it's so rewarding. You know, when we released the first single and we had so many great comments and, and so much support for, from everywhere, it felt so good because... I already said it once, but when you release for the first time um, a single with a new band on the Napalm Records channel, it's like standing naked in front of a window and having a ton of people in front of you watching you. Because you have metal fans from every kind of genre, like power metal, death metal, melodic death metal, whatever you want. And suddenly you just expose your music and you wait. And there were so many great comments and so much support that we were like, this is so rewarding. It was a beautiful moment. And I really enjoyed this part of it as well. Oh, uh, yeah. And it's just awesome to see all of that come together. And, you know, just a, a lot of people being able to uh, discover Rage of Light last year, you know, for uh, the first album and now being able to see Ed Infinitum uh, being able to be discovered uh, now a year later later and uh, of course uh, with the album just coming out in just a few weeks through napalm records i mean what was it like to actually be able to start all of this and to get signed to an album like napalm well it's it's obviously a great chance especially for young bands um we're very very grateful for the opportunity because you know it makes a lot of things easier like just take the 
the spread of our music. Um, there's so many people who who got to know about us through the Napalm Records channels, um, which makes a huge difference. And they have a lot of experience when it comes to promotion and uh, and 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 the music business and and the lives and booking etc. And and the list goes on and on and on. So it's very good to be able to rely on people who know what they are doing and who know what you're supposed to do if you want to succeed. Yeah, and it's just fantastic to see uh, a label like Napalm uh, being able to see that in this band and being able to heavy sign and be able to bring this to a bigger light. And I, I love what they've been able to accomplish with that as well, too. I mean, the fact that they're uh, been able to uh, work on the singles and uh, be able to have some amazing videos to go along with them too. I mean, they feel like that they the they fit uh, visually everything that's going on in their respective songs perfectly. Well, for the videos, I would like to give the credits to Hal Fleitner who directed them because um, he he worked on a few um, Napalm Records videos already, but um, I got to know him because of uh, workings. And when I saw the quality of his videos, I just thought, okay, I really want to work with him. And he managed it, and that, um, yeah, he managed everything in a in a way that made our life really easy. He came up with many ideas and contacted the people and uh, and organized everything in a way that we just had to show up with our material and follow his instructions. And he has brilliant ideas. So, yeah, it was a pleasure to work with him and, and we'll definitely work with him again in the future. And the quality of the videos that he's creating is brilliant. Oh, very much so. And, you know, another form that uh, visually that's going on uh, with the band is the album cover. I mean, I really love that as well, too. I mean, having you in the forefront oh, and then... Oh, not a problem. It's just like I, I love the use of colors that's going on there and uh, having you in the forefront. I mean, what was it like uh, uh, when you saw that album? cover for the first time well it's funny because for a long time we had another another album cover in mind and it was actually already created and um at some point um i think i was just like yeah i want to try something else and see what's best and we received because we received these beautiful pictures uh, that we did in madrid with uh, natalia uh, a brilliant photographer very talented we did with this we did this video shoot together with her last year in the summer spent a few days in madrid and um and when we received the the, the result i was like you know first band picture i opened i'm like wow that would be a kick-ass album cover and we discussed with the guys and we we're like okay let's not use a band picture as an album cover but we can see what she can do you know usually she's um, I don't know if she she's used to making album covers, but she does brilliant pictures. She she did the the, the promo pictures of Cobra and the Lotus. So she did she did Camelot. She did Battle Beast, and I loved her work. And she did a brilliant work with us as well. And I thought, let's just try, you know, with with the pictures she took of us and um, and some kind of arrangements in the background. And I just told her this and, and no real instructions. And she came up with this and I was like, we were all super amazed by her work and we decided, okay, let's go for it. 
oh, that's just, that's so cool to hear that too, you know, it, and, you know, sometimes it's, it's, I mean, it's great to be able to see that happen as well too, where, you know, you have an idea for something and then you just think about trying something else and then that turns out to be even better. You know, it's just like, it's yeah. an, another great example of like always being able to keep an open mind and trying new things. Mm-hmm. I agree. You know, it's, it's also something you should do with the, with the songs. We were discussing it today with a friend of mine. Uh, and saying sometimes you have a sometimes you have an idea of a song and you're like yeah that's cool, but then it's your decision to just stick to this idea or try something else and see if you can do better. Yeah, and that that again uh, bringing things back around is why I'm so happy to see this band actually come to fruition as well too because I mean with this uh, amazing debut with Chapter One Monarchy I just I love everything that's going on uh, with it uh, your your vocal range being able to be shown uh, through the forefront and everything that's going on with that. I mean, the more that this band is able to tour and record, I can just see so much room to be able to explore so many different territories that might not even seem possible right now. Well, thank you so much. Uh, I mean, we, we've explored a lot. We took a lot of time to write. We took a lot of time to also question what we've been doing. And uh, I think we came to a point where we're really happy about what we did. And we cannot wait to continue this uh, with chapter two. Oh, fantastic. And I think that's a, a, a great end to uh, the interview here. I mean, leaving people wanting more. I mean, I, I really want that <laughs> chapter two already, but, you know, chapter one's not even released yet. But, uh, you know, with that, uh, thank you very much for taking time to do this interview. Uh, I've wanted to be able to set up an interview ever since I discovered Rage of Light. So it's great to be able to uh, talk to you now with Ad Infinitum and, of course, chapter one Monarchy coming out uh, third of April through Napalm Records. I love this album. I, I love everything that's going on there. Your amazing range and voice is just incredible to be able to hear that. And I can't Thank wait to be so able much. to see the tour dates uh, getting rescheduled and life getting back to normal eventually. But until then, I thank yeah. you very much for taking the time to be able to talk to me. Thank you for having me. It was really nice. Uh, before we're done, is there anything else you'd like to mention that I hadn't brought up yet? Well, I, I just hope that with uh, the situation getting back to normal, we will be able to tour everywhere and to meet the people who will like this album.
Welcome back to the show and the second hour of the show. You just got done hearing the band Infinitum with I Am The Storm off the 2020 album Chapter 1, Monarchy, which is available now through Napalm Records. And before that was my interview with the founder of Infinitum, Melissa Bonney. And before that was Infinitum with Marching On Versailles, also off the 2020 album Chapter 1, Monarchy. Cut up now is my third and final interview for the show this week, and it's with the band Never Wake to talk about everything that's going on with the band right now and their upcoming EP. But there's so much to talk about before we get into that EP, which you will hear in this interview with Neverwake frontman Johnny DiCarlo. But before we get into it, I'll be playing the song Are You In There from the band Neverwake, followed by my interview with Johnny DiCarlo of Neverwake, followed by the band's brand new single, Call Out My Name.
this is Johnny from Neverwake. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Oh, awesome. Uh, is this good? Oh, Were yeah, you? absolutely. All right. Oh, uh, well, awesome. Well, uh, thank you very much for taking the time to do this album or uh, do this interview. Oh yeah, no problem. Yeah, it's a uh, uh, great to be able to talk to you. Uh, uh, being able to uh, discover uh, you guys uh, through uh, your PR, getting a hold of me uh, about you guys, and I really love what I've heard so far from you. Uh, just uh, thank you. I really love the style that's going on there. It's just like it hits on so many levels that I actually uh, enjoy in music, and it's it's great to be able to see that from a band like this thank you thank you it's it's really cool because the i mean that's that's what we aim to do you know that's that we we are kind of like right in that weird <laughs> in between where like you could consider us metalcore but like not really but we're hard rock but not really <laughs> it's just like a but it's a mixture of stuff yeah you get to be yourselves and it's really hard to be able to really put on a label you know it's just that that's such a great feeling when you're able to just stand out and be yourselves and not to always have to have a label attached to you for sure for sure i mean you know we i we we don't really like to to like label ourselves when people are like oh what do you sound like and we're like i, I don't know i mean this is just when when we make music we never really just sit down and just go yeah like it's got to sound like this or we have to be this type of band it's kind of just like hey this is in my brain um and however it comes out and whoever changes it up uh that's the way it is and we really are just like you know we all have different influences so whatever it ends up being is what it is um you know we we all have the uh, something to say about the songs and uh it, it's it's pretty cool what can be changed you know what a song can be changed into when when everybody has their own little inputs here and there Oh, for sure, and it, it's great to see that mentality going on throughout the entire band, too, and, you know, just uh, having this vision of what you want to do, and, you know, just making it your own, too, because I've, I find that to be such an important thing in 2020, when uh, music is not always the most profitable thing that's going on there, and yeah, and the, the fact that uh, creativity is such an important thing that's going on, because y you get to be yourselves, and when you're putting yourself out there like that, you can really show off who you can really be and that's exactly what i hear every time that i listen through the songs and being able to hear this progression of the band going through there and it's just so awesome to hear that yeah thank you yeah we uh, it's just something that we we really like doing and you know we like being creative and now more than ever everybody needs to be creative because it's because you have a lot more responsibility on your plate now and you can lose a lot of a, a lot of creativity from time to time just because you have um so much other stuff to do you know there's so many other things that, about being a musician now that are just like clouded in a like oh you got to be on social media and you got to do this and you got to take care of this and you got to order more merch and you know pretty soon you're like you know like are we even a band anymore and you know th that that being able to be yourself your true self without having to stick to something and just and create and, and be an artist is so valuable Oh, I couldn't agree more. And it's it again. It's just it's great to see that the band is going through that. And you know, it's it's also just uh, great to see everything that's going on with the band, uh, musically, visually, uh, like uh, the uh, the the songs that you choose to release as singles are just incredible to see that with the imagery and music videos that's going on there, and it just matches up so perfectly. And it's great to be able to see from all those aspects and so much that you have to cover uh, DIY these days that you're able to put all these different kind of 
of visions together and make it work together so well. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's something that we're we're fortunate enough, you know. Uh, uh, I'm sure Shauna mentioned to you or, or put it in the, you know, the thing that, that we actually filmed the, the music, the past couple music videos like ourselves. So, um, because it's what I, my side business, you know, that's what I do. Uh, so, we're, it being, you know, talking about being creative and stuff, like we're very much in charge of the creative process. And it's, it's good to be able to do that because, you know, like I said, a lot of band. You know, you mentioned it's it's hard to make money as a musician, and now you have you you, you finally get a, some money, and you're like, it's hard to part with that for certain reasons, just because like you have to you have to allocate it, and if you're like, all right, we got to get a music video done, and we're gonna give this person five thousand dollars and hope it comes out well, it's like, you know, you're really really hoping that comes out the way that you want it to because it's. Uh, you know, you're, you're giving up months and months of work there, of you know, money's worth. And for us to be able to just say, hey, this is what we want it to look like and to be able to do that and put that out, like, put that, you know, into visual uh, is great for us. And it's, it's a... Uh, it's something that I'm, I'm happy that everybody is, like, on board with. Yeah, and th- that's so great that uh, you were able to adapt that because uh, you do work in that so much. And, you know, the fact that you're able to take that under your own work, I mean, th- th- I imagine that process had to be uh, either a lot easier or a lot harder because of that. Right, yeah, it's definitely, um, it's definitely harder because we are... Um, so whenever we go ahead and uh, we are like creating the music video, it's definitely tough because I can't be here behind the camera at the same time performing. So it's like we do have some outside help. And actually for this uh, latest, the latest video, Call It My Name, uh, we had uh, James Watson come in and help us. And he was actually the previous guitar player for Neverwick. Uh, you know, he did leave because he was, uh, you know, he just decided to move on. He do some other things, you know, making money as a musician is not the easiest thing in the world. So whenever, you know, life calls you to move on, you move on. But we're still very, very good friends. And um, he actually helped us film the latest music video which was pretty cool because uh then we you know got him back into thing things and he got to be creative again and it's just it, it's pretty awesome oh it really is and i'm glad to see that uh, connection and no bad blood is going on uh, as well because uh, just like you said life happens life changes and you know uh, being a musician is not the easiest thing in the world and the fact that you were still able to have that connection and be able to have someone that used to be in the band still wanting to help the band out like that is incredible to see Oh yeah, no, it's fantastic. I mean, we're all very, you know, it, it, it there is no bad blood because when even whenever we got Justin, the most important thing of all, uh, like over anything, even talent, is who is this guy? What does he do? It, you know, what type of person is he? Because that you're not asking someone to be. Oh, hey, I mean, at least for us, it's not like we need you to be in our band. We're asking someone to be our brother, okay? It's someone to be, you're in it, the whole thing. You get all the secrets, you get all the, you know, the dirty jokes, all the bad times, the good times, you get everything, you know? And there's, there's, whenever you call somebody into that, um, they have to be a special kind of person, at least to you. 
because um, they're going to be with you through thick and thin. And um, you know, we're just happy to have that, that be surrounded by people like that because we it's it's not an easy thing to do and you know, they got to be able to take it and they got to be able to, to pick you up whenever you're down. Yeah. And when you find the right group of people that want to be able to share that vision, being able to uh, have those experiences with you, the highs and the lows and uh, being able to uh, be this uh, band of brothers and being able to create music the way that you do and being able to perform live and uh, create these songs. There's so much that goes into it. And when you find those uh, right group of musicians to do it there's no better feeling than knowing that you got a full force that you can work with oh yeah no it's it's definitely it's definitely very relieving to 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 know that you can count on each other oh very much so so uh, going back into it and uh, of course uh, with the latest single call out my name which is such a fantastic song and i'm so glad to see that it was a single because it it just sound it's so heavy it's so catchy it's everything that i imagine from uh, the band is just showing off in this song and it was so great to mm-hmm. be able to see that it was chosen as a single thank you yeah we that the song is very um i i always like to give like little like uh you know fun facts about the song so like like whenever I mean, I remember I make it. I made the the riff of this song. Oh, geez, it was a long time—not a long time ago—but um, I remember I made the riff of this song whenever I was messing around on the seven. It was like one of the first times I picked up the seven string, and I had never picked up a seven string before um, because I was never interested in it. I, like I, I'm not a gear guy. I'm you know I find something I'm comfortable with, and if I like it. I explore the hell out of it and I use it, uh, but but I don't really go. You know, I, I have a tough time going outside my boundaries. Um, but Justin, he gave me a seven string one time, and he was like, "I know you don't like, you know, you're comfortable with what you're doing. Just give it a shot." And this is a he's a gear guy. He's had like eighty some guitars in his entire career, which is insane. So and he he lent me this guitar and I start messing around with it. I'm like, man, I'm I'm really liking the sound of this. And I remember at this t- at the time I was listening a lot to a lot of soil work and um i remember i made this riff and i was like i don't know why i'm just getting like a like a soil work vibe for you know this 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 riff and uh and it's it's fun to see how um how melodic and catchy and friendly i guess you could say it's a little bit radio friendly how how that song has come out and the original influences for it was just like something that somebody you would never hear on the radio unfortunately but you know it's just it's cool to see where where it can come from and where it ends up oh i couldn't agree more and i'm, I'm glad to see that there was that inspiration from soil work when it comes to that too and you know they're another great band like never wake you know it's just like where uh, you get to show off uh, this uh, great heavy side to your personality but there are those undeniable courses and uh, catchy hooks that drive you every single time that y- you listen to them so, and you know obviously uh, differences between the bands but I love the fact that y- you can get inspired by something like that and being able to translate it into what you do with Neverwake. Oh yeah I mean uh, inspiration comes from everywhere it- it's it could literally be it could be anything it's not even just it, it comes from like a car horn that you hear or or a movie that you watch or something happened one time and you feel weird and then music inspiration comes from absolutely anywhere and you know there's we've been influenced by so many different things and that one long time ago 
uh, like Whitechapel, okay? We don't sound anything like Whitechapel, but there was one part in one song, and I was like, that's cool. I want to do this. And then I, it just, and it creates these little, these shoot-offs, and you really just end up being who you are. So it's just cool to see how that ends up and how, like, you can get inspiration from anywhere. And and really, I mean, we really do get it from, from all different places because everyone has their own influences. I, I love listening to metalcore, and, you know, even my, my other, like, pleasure is uh, uh, I love Viking metal. Like, Viking metal is, like, so huge to me. I don't really use it for a lot of inspiration, but still, I'm sure, like, some things sneak here and there. <laughs> but, uh, you know, at George, the bass player, his favorite band is Slipknot. Marcus, his favorite band is, like, bands like, like Periphery and, like, the Genty stuff. Justin, his favorite ba- uh, musician is Zach Wilde. So, when you're talking about all those different influences coming together and creating a song, uh, it's it's never coming from just one place. So, we really are drawing from absolutely everywhere. Yeah, and it's it's so great to be able to see that embracing of that inspiration and creativity, because it does create an original sound where you're, you're not just trying to copycat another sound, and you're just embracing what you are all about. And, you know, the fact that there are so many influences like that, and you're able to create a sound like this, some uh, you can hear inspirations of other styles, uh, others you never would have guessed that uh, you would be able to enjoy that, like Viking Metal. Like, when I listen to Neverwake, I, I don't think of Amon Amarth or Unleashed or Enslaved or anything <laughs> like that, but it's so awesome right. to see that you enjoy that. Oh, yeah, no, it's... it's, it's I, that's something that I love. I love listening to all those bands like, like Equilibrium, even like Corpus Clani, uh, you said Amon Amarth, and, uh, I mean... Iluviate, is that how you say it? Iluviate? Uh, uh, Elvati. Elvati. Gosh, I never actually like said the name, but I, I, I listen to like every single, all of it. You know, we, me and my buddies, we always get together and we listen to that. But I mean, it, it really does come from everywhere. And you, you never really know exactly what where something is coming from. You just know who you are and what you think sounds good. So it's it, it, it's it's pretty neat. It, it's pretty neat to to write with the guys and and see little things here and there that maybe they wouldn't notice. But I'm like, okay, you're get I'm getting a little bit of this vibe from that idea, but I like it. Let's do it. So it's just, it's pretty sweet. Oh, totally. And again, it's just, it's so great to be able to embrace your influences, whether uh, it's just something that you enjoy or something that you want to adapt into your own work. And, you know, with that said, you know, if if you're listening to something like Corpaclani or Elevate or something like that, and you just get inspired by a hurdy-gurdy part or something like that, don't (laughs) don't be afraid to uh, have some influence (laughs) like that in the future. (laughs) Oh, no, I... I won't. I mean, like that. I don't know. I, there are no limits, okay? Because, you know, I, I understand that, like, you know, people, like artists in the past, you know, they 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 put limits on themselves to make themselves more creative and stuff. But they didn't limit themselves to like, hey, I've got to be this genre and I can only be this. And when we write, if you write towards a goal, you don't. At least this is just my take on it. Like, you don't know. Like, you you're planning up too much. Like to get to that point, it should be more about just like what feels right and and then we end up where we 
end up. And that that's that's our philosophy behind a lot of stuff. We kind of just like whatever feels right, we do it and we we throw it in the songs. It, whether it makes sense or not, you know, like we, sometimes we get people who are like, yeah, let's make it a little bit more radio friendly or like let's make it a little bit. And and sometimes we end up doing that, but most times it's really just all about like how does this feel? How do we make it feel like us? So uh, I just you know we love writing with each other. It's such an amazing experience, and when that magic gets going, it's that that's addicting. Oh, very much so. And you know it's also great when you're able to find uh, the outside people to be able to help with that vision as well too. And the the fact that uh, you've been able to continue working with uh, John Moyer to be able to help produce the sound that you've been looking for and trying to get things the way that you want it to go. I mean, it's great when you're able to find a producer who gets the sound that you're looking for. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely definitely cool. We never really worked with a producer before, you know, outside of John. So it, it was it was the first time that we worked with him was on the Incinerate EP, and that was like definitely different for us because we were in the mix of like, um, you know, like being shocked that like you know a member from Disturbed is at our hometown like hanging out with us and we're like you know, recording, and at the same time it was kind of like man he's changed up the songs from you know and it's like you you're not gonna lie you're gonna be like you, you feel a little bit weird because you're like those are our songs and you know we like them like this and. It's it's weird to to get that, but at the same time, it helps you learn that it's not just from this perspective. Look at it from multiple perspectives because when you all start writing together, you re- I mean, if you're on a vibe, you're like you're like getting you can really paint yourself into a corner, and you can and, and people from on the outside are like, you know, I'm not really getting it. So it helps to have that extra perspective and at least working with, with John, I mean, that, that's what that does. It just helps provide that extra, you wear that extra hat and you say, how can we, we view this from a different angle? And you know, do we need to do this? Do we need to do that? And uh, I mean, but we, we really do love working with John. He's a, he's a great guy. Um, I always like to tell people it's not always sunshine and daisies whenever you're, you know, just because, it, I, like I said, at first it was weird because he was like, oh, this guy's and disturbed and stuff. Second time that he came in for the EP, me and him actually, like, we, we were butting heads from time to time. And it was just pretty, it was that weird moment because, like, okay, so, uh, bass player from Disturbed staying at my house. I'm pissed at him right now. He's not really happy with me right now. I'm outside. <laughs> it's just like, and then we go back in and hug it out. And it was just like, a, it, it was like a funny, just weird experience. But uh, that's what it's about. It's about being truthful. And, you know, if you're not going to be truthful then you're not doing your job oh it's very true so with that in mind i mean being able to have that outside influence of uh, john being able to uh, show off his expertise is there like uh, any specific examples of what he was able to contribute that really was in the right direction oh yeah i mean it's definitely it, it's about like composition you know and a lot of times it's about like take this take this part and cut it down and take this part add a different feel here and add this here and maybe move this part to this part and you know that's the kind of stuff that that he would that he would say is you know to do because it was like it's not so much it's not writing it's just like look at it from my of like you know i'm riding this roller coaster here and i want it to go up and you took it down and i think it should go up 
So, and you know, that's the, that's the kind of the, the direction that he provided. And for certain songs, like okay, for instance, like one of the um, in "Are You In There," the the song that we released before "Call Out My Name," uh, actually in the bridge, it's a three-four song. Okay, so when you like double time three-four, it's kind of weird because like three-four is just like one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, and. Uh, at, when we originally wrote the song during the lead the three four was like it was actually double time so it was like one two three one two three one two and he was like i really like that from a musical perspective and i think that's very cool but from an audience perspective like a general public perspective it's going to be tough to pull it off with people so he decided to cut it back and that's just the type of stuff that he would provide because like when i said you paint yourself into a corner when you get sometimes you get a little bit too into it and you're like yeah let's do this and he helped relieve that and help say like no this let it flows better this way let's give this a shot so yeah we're very thankful for all of his input oh and it's so great to see that too i mean whether uh i mean uh, the composition and the arrangements and everything that goes into a song is so important and sometimes it can take a riff like that and you know just uh, letting it be more simplified and you know just like a cutting back from the double time and just letting things uh, flow more natural i mean yeah. it, it, it can pull more people in and you know it's even though a part might sound like way cooler uh, in a different yeah. way i mean when you look back and you do something a little more simple like that i mean it can just draw so many people in and it can still sound really cool yeah for sure for sure Oh, totally. And yeah, again, it's just, it's so great to see that you were able to work with someone like John, you know, on a, a couple releases now and uh, everything that's going to be uh, coming up in the future and uh, with uh, with Misguided coming up as well, too. It's it's great to see that there is another EP on the horizon. Yeah, yeah, we, we were excited to to put more stuff out we um we had more planned um but uh being that the state that the entire earth is in right now it's kind of messed with everyone's plans so <laughs> you know we're all we're all quarantined self-quarantined or self-isolated at different areas uh you know, no one's sick but we're still just you know we're, we're away from each other otherwise we actually had planned on doing another music video just this past weekend and uh, we had to cancel it because my fiance is actually a doctor and she is, you know, I'm in Morgantown, West Virginia, and uh, she's been she's been working. And obviously, with the, you know, the stuff that's going on, she's been kind of preparing and uh, with all this lockdown stuff, I wouldn't be able to go home and then come back easily just to, to get this done. And uh, so we're, we're trying to get a, another music video done as soon as we can, just so we can get out another song and then and then get this EP out because we have a lot of uh, other material that we'd love to drop on the plate of, uh, you know, other people. We have so much stored that it's just like ridiculous. Um, and we're, we're probably going to change up the way we release things after this EP. We're probably going to do like some, some rapid fire singles, which is just something that we feel like doing. Oh, and that, that's so cool to see that it, it would be in that direction too. I mean, you know, like uh, getting the songs out there and, you know, as soon as people are just like uh, wanting to be able to hear new material, there's going to be a new single out there. 
that's so cool to do it that way yeah yeah that's something that we really want to do because when you like you know like i mentioned about this creativity stuff you know you you, sometimes when you're playing an album like you you put so much into it and you're like you know okay these are the five songs and here we go and we got to do all these five songs and then you know by the time that you're like you 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 spent so much time releasing one and then you then you go on the next one then you just want to get it out there you want to keep writing and you keep just pushing them out there and that's just something that we want to try to do we really want to just dive into to that creative mode and just kind of toss it up just be like here you go here's another one here you go here's another one here you go because it's just we want that we're, we're hungry for that and uh we, we we would love to just you know uh to take part in that and uh, see what happens oh and i really think that's such a smart way to do it especially in 2020 when there's uh i mean there's so many different ways that you can go out and release material but uh being able to go out there and uh, making sure that no one ever forgets Neverwake and you know just like a, oh they must be in the studio uh, writing a new album or a new EP or something like that no they're just releasing single after single and you know it's like every single time that uh, oh I want something a little heavier from these guys oh they did write something heavier oh I want something a little more uh, catchy and mainstream oh you guys did it on this one and you know just like uh, constantly going forward like that I mean that's such yeah. a smart move and you know it's like uh, people are going to be constantly thinking about the band that way yeah speaking of soil work we always laugh and we always say this that's what those guys are doing but with like full albums every time i turn around there's a new song or like a new album that was released by them <laughs> we always joke around we're like dude they're they got to be having a blast because they're just like releasing music constantly and it's gonna feel so good you know whenever you create something like as soon as you create it is when you're the most excited about it so we would we're really excited to to try that out just to to feel how that is because like you know when you first have some it's like a newborn baby you're like everyone look at my baby <laughs> and we would just we would love to do that we're, we're excited oh yeah and again yeah i mean soil work is such a great example of that too where uh, they, they constantly have uh, creativity and inspiration flowing through them and that's why they do release album after album after album and it's so cool to see that and they have b-sides of songs that didn't even make it onto that album that they released like <laughs> immediately after and you know it's like all this great material i mean that's that's a great way to look at it. I envy their their creativity stream. Oh, very much so. And, you know, again, I mean, it makes me excited to see what's going to be happening here with Neverwake. I mean, once Misguided comes out and you are able to start focusing on the new singles and being able to show off where you are now in 2020, and especially with the state of the world right now, I mean, there, there's no telling how much longer we're going to be here. So, you know, yeah. uh, being able to get those songs out there and being able to provide a great soundtrack when everything else is going wrong in the world i mean it, at least musically there's some great stuff going on to be able to get us through yeah for sure and and that's what you gotta do and we have to you know we feel like we owe it to people just to like just to get out some music and 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 you know now more than ever everybody just needs some kind of art and some kind of creativity in their life and something to pull them away from the media we, the, the other day we literally went on we went live 
and um, it was like our first time streaming. No, it was like a second. We're not we're not really like big streamers or anything, but we uh, we just decided, hey, we can't really play live for you guys because we're all in uh, different areas and we there'd be like latency and you know everything would be off time. But we were like, let's just play Mad Libs with everyone and just just do anything to keep everyone's mind off this, just because you know you got the media tone and you're like, oh, it's the world and you know and, and everyone's mm-hmm. tired of hearing that okay yeah. we don't need that uh, over it, we understand that we're going through hard times and what we need now is the best possible thing so we need laughter we need to do the things that keep us all occupied and things that keep us sane so we did that and we had a great time we had, we know some other people had you know had a great time and we can only hope that uh uh that our music and and the music of other people are just is providing that same relief from all this as well because it, it definitely is tough and you know we all know it, it we're all we're all isolated it's it's a tough experience oh absolutely and the fact that you are going through that i mean the fact that you are uh doing a uh, live streaming being able to put yourselves out there for everyone that's sitting at home and uh just being able to take a break from the media just like you said because uh, no matter what side of what you believe is going on out there there's so much sensationalism that's going off there and it can drive everybody insane and you know it's just like you want to be able to enjoy the things that you enjoy in life and when you're able to have a band like never wake being out there and being able to be social with the fans and being able to show off what they're doing and uh, connecting with people through these hard times that is such a great thing to see yeah thank you yeah i mean we're we love doing it and even if it wasn't going on right now we we do love interacting with fans we it 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 means the, the most to us whenever somebody reaches out and talks to us because like it shows us that what we're doing matters we we love talking to people we love seeing how they feel you know when i was growing up you know i mean and still growing up here but uh whenever i was like in my angsty teen phase and I was listening to like Avenged Sevenfold. I remember sitting there and I would always go, I would, I would be like, I really wish that I could make something that um, made other people way, made other people feel the way that this song makes me feel. And like, I, I really wish that I could create something that would inspire somebody like this. And whenever we get that, that input, whenever people do tell us that how much it means to them and the, the, these songs and, and what it does for them, it makes me feel accomplished. And it makes me, and it brings me back to, I always try to bring myself back to that moment and like see you did it you know you you actually did what you wanted to do and that's you should feel good about that oh absolutely you should feel great about that and you know like uh bringing it back uh to myself again uh even though i'm relatively new to the band and uh it's so great to be able to uh help promote the band because i i love the music being able to talk to you like this has been uh such a great time to do it but you know uh the fact that um i i was able to go out there and discover some new music and it, it it just the way that it's turned out i mean it, it's great music and the, you're doing so much for people and being able to hear that feedback and you know it, there's a back catalog for me to continue to be able to check out there's so much to look forward to in the future and you know uh, with the fans that have been around in all that time really being able to embrace the songs and you get to see how much that that means to them when your art can affect people in any way like that i mean it, it, i can't imagine there's a greater feeling than that Oh, it, it, it's it's uh, it's such a good feeling. 
It really is. Ah, totally. And uh, with that, again, with uh, uh, the the dark times that are going on right now, the fact that yeah, everything is pushing forward, and as soon as things clear up, the the fact that you have so much that you want to be able to accomplish and get out there, uh, be it videos, be it new singles that are coming out, and uh, of course touring when that becomes uh, feasible to be able to do that again, and just being able to be that fully functioning band once again. I mean, that's going to be a great feeling to be able to go back out there. Oh, yeah. I think everybody owes it to themselves to do, like, at least some kind of celebration whenever this is all over. <laughs> I mean, we're definitely going to be, uh, you know, when we get together, it's going to it's gonna be a great feeling. I can't wait to go practice. Can't wait to just, like, chill out. Uh, you know, it, it's uh, it's something that, you know, you got to do what you got to do, and, and you got to do what you love and move on with that. And whenever that happens, whenever we get the chance to do that, we're going to relish it. Oh, that that's so great to be able to hear that. And, yeah, I mean, there's so much to look forward to when it comes to that and i think that's such a great note to end on as well too uh thank yeah. you so much for taking this time to be able to talk to me about everything that's going on in the world of never wake uh, i mean uh be it be it the new single be it, uh misguided to look forward to in the future uh the future plans that are coming up and everything else that's going on like that and just uh hearing your thoughts on on the world and uh, your inspiration and creativity that's going on there it was great to be able to talk to you and see your insight into all of it and how inspired you really are and how you can affect other people because uh, I can see with Never Wake how can have that kind of effect on people and it's it's great to see that you have that in motion and you're taking the best of it and making some tremendous work with it. Thank you. Thank you very much. And we're, 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 um, I'm happy to be here and, uh, I'm happy that our, our music has had that effect on people and, and continues to do so. And all we can do is just, uh, keep on trekking and, uh, uh, hope that they like it even more. You know what, what comes up next. We're, we're really excited to release the you know the stuff that we have in our pockets. So we'll we'll see how that turns out here soon. Oh, totally. Uh, before we wrap things up, is there anything else you'd like to mention that I hadn't brought up yet? Uh, no. I mean, we're we're pretty much you know we've we've covered everything. And you know, if if anybody wants to talk to us or something, find us on all our social medias. Our our, our screen name is usually like at Neverwake Music. Did you say screen name? Wasn't that like a well, oh my gosh yeah, wow <laughs> oh that wow. takes me back <laughs> i feel old okay yeah screen name okay uh it's at never wake music usually or like at fa- or facebook.com slash never wake music uh you know talk to us reach out to us we really love talking to fans and uh you know uh just just uh get in touch and yeah we'll we'll, we'll talk back
single call out my name and before that was my interview with the frontman of never wake johnny DiCarlo. and before that was never wake with are you in there we're just about done with the show thank you so very much for tuning in and checking out my interviews with testament at infinitum and never wake make sure to tune in next week for two hours of the best in heavy music today go to that for all of your drummer guy needs and nearly 700 interviews i'm almost at 700 interviews and that feels pretty cool a link to Spotify for that drummer guy's song of the day. At the time I'm recording this, I'm at 98 songs. Just too long until we have 100. Almost 100 days in the year already. And of course, so much more. But before we go, I got one more song to forge us towards the sunset. It's with the band August Burns Red. Off the band's brand new album, Guardians. This is August Burns Red with Paramount. And until next week, this is that drummer guy saying, see ya. You have a light to make Get one
This has been my show as that drama guy. Tune in next week for another two hours of the best and heavy music today. Check out the show on Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Podcast Addict, Spreaker, Spotify, and TuneIn. For music submission, interview submission, or any other information for that drummer guy, email that drummer guy at that one drummer guy at gmail.com or that drummer guy PR at gmail.com. Make sure to follow that drummer guy on social media. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and of course, thattrummerguy.com for all your drummer guy needs. Intro and outro music is provided by Clock Kicker. Support Clock Kicker at clockkickermusic.bandcamp.com. That Drummer Guy is a creation of Josh Rockquist. Any other use of that drummer guy without consent is prohibited. All rights reserved. Until next time. Hang in there, stay positive. It's worth the fight.